Welcome, this is Jessica Ortner and our time together is dedicated to feeling good within all of life's complexities. We'll be going on a wandering path, exploring topics like spirituality, productivity, and personal fulfillment. Because happiness is not a destination, it's an adventure. So welcome to Adventures in Happiness. Hey friends, I'm so happy you're back, or if this is your first time here, welcome, welcome. We have an amazing show in store for you. Many of you know that I have a passion when it comes to helping others create a better relationship with their body. I wrote a book called The Tapping Solution for Weight Loss and Body Confidence, and because of many of you, it became a New York Times bestseller. One of the things I realized through my life and through my own struggles was that regular dieting and fighting the body doesn't work. I always thought that eating healthy was a punishment. It was something I had to do to change who I was because my body wasn't good enough. I felt like working out was a punishment for being overweight. And I had a really horrible relationship with my body and also with my habits. You know, all those healthy habits that I wanted to incorporate, they seemed really hard. And when something is hard, we don't stick with it. The other thing that we have to take a look at is how foods are making us feel. A lot of times we jump into diets, we do a juice fast, we're, uh, you know, drinking all these cold juices or these cold salads and they don't feel warm and nurturing, especially now that we're, I mean, we're exiting winter, but we're still in winter, at least if you're living in the Northern Hemisphere. It's important to feel that warmth, that nourishment. It's what your body craves. So what I love about our guest is that she, we share a very common philosophy when it comes to food and the relationship we have with our body and about listening to our body because This is the deal, guys. We are so unique. That's what we have to realize. One diet, one way of eating doesn't work for everybody. That's why when you begin to create a relationship with yourself and you begin to notice how foods are making you feel, not just weight loss or weight gain, but also emotionally, you're going to have a big breakthrough. So today's episode is all about eating for happiness. How can we eat in a way that's good for our body, our brain, and even most importantly, our emotions? Because when we're feeling good, it's easy to do good. It's easy to continue with those healthy habits. So Julie is going to lead the way. I found this conversation personally enlightening and incredibly helpful. And I also share a story about my experience with with heavy metals. If you have never been tested for heavy metals, I recommend that. We're going to talk a little bit about that today as well. So let me formally introduce Julie. Julie is a nutritionist and she's the host of Healthy Gourmet, a reality cooking show that looks at the ongoing battle between taste and nutrition. Her award-winning bestseller, Meals That Heal Inflammation, has helped over 100,000 people enjoy allergy-free food that tastes great and assists their bodies to heal. She has a second best-selling book, Slimming Meals That Heal, and her latest book is called The Hot Detox, and this embraces the ancient wisdom of India and Asia, applying the time-tested intelligence of warming up your body's core inspired by hot yoga practices and backed up by, get this, 600 
peer-reviewed scientific studies. This stuff is amazing. Again, um, you know, when it comes to any sort of detox, a lot of us turn to those cold-pressed juices, and that's not always the best for us. There's something so powerful about warm foods. Uh, it's good for our body, and it's nourishing and wonderful for our soul. There's nothing like a warm cup of soup or a hot cup of soup like I like it. So you're really going to enjoy this. Right now, let me mention that the Tapping World Summit is going on. So if you are listening to this when we air, the Tapping World Summit is a free 10-day event, which I host, where I bring in the best experts in tapping from all over the world, and we address some of life's biggest challenges, from weight loss to relationship challenges to finances. The whole thing is free. All you have to do is go to thetappingsolution.com. You'll see on the right-hand side that you can register for the event, thetappingsolution.com, and it is amazing. So thetappingsolution.com. So without any further ado, let's begin. Enjoy. Julie, welcome. Thanks for being with us. Oh, Jessica, this is such an honor. I love your work so much, so a chance to share is just awesome. Thank you. Well, I'm really excited about this topic, eating for happiness, and I think a place to start is by listing some of the ways that, uh, some things that make us unhappy. So this is the list I came up with in a few minutes, and I think you can help us with this. Bloating, brain fog, constipation, diarrhea, fatigue, a weak immune system, um, and so you're getting sick all the time and just feeling cranky and moody. Can you help us, Julie? Yes. Okay. I can't believe how many <laughs> solutions I have for those issues. Okay. I can't wait to tackle them with you. <laughs> so I'd love to start by asking you, if we want to feel good mentally and emotionally, as well as physically, why do we need to begin to pay attention to our gut? Well, what's so interesting is is that the gut is, this, is an extension of our brain. So it turns out that there's as many neurons in our gut lining is, is really exists in a cat's brain. So I want you to think of that, that second brain being such a key part of your happiness because over 90% of our serotonin production actually happens in the gut lining. It doesn't happen in the brain. So the healthier the gut, the happier we are as human beings. And having had really bad inflammation in the past, I can tell you that you can completely heal that, come back and feel way happier, really return back to that joyfulness of our childhood. Well, Julie, you do so much work around this. You have so many great books. What inspired you to begin to educate others around gut health and inflammation and things, things like that? Well, I had to because my journey is really, I got sick in Thailand, nearly died of food poisoning, came home with post-infectious colitis. And that really spread to depression, arthritis, bursitis. I was just riddled with pain and anxiety. And I really hit a, a low point where I was so sick and my husband kind of like carefully held my head and said, what are you gonna do to heal? And I just had the snap of, whoa, I, I really is going out of control. I have to turn this around. So I. I wrote every single food that made me feel better down. And then every single food that was nasty, I, I dove into the research as to why it was inflammatory. And that grew into meals that heal inflammation. And then this latest offering, the hot detox plan, really takes your digestion to an Olympic level 
because I, I really want to teach you all the yogic tricks from India. I want to share all the traditional Chinese medicine tricks that are 5,000 years old. So people know that they can have awesome digestion at any point in their life because people just accept that typically digestion declines, but it doesn't have to, as we see from those people who live to 100 happily. Right. I know one of the biggest shifts that I made in my life was when I stopped obsessing about weight loss and instead I started focusing on my happiness. And yes. instead of studying you know, and obsessing over how to lose weight, I began to study how my body works. Mm -hmm. And when you have a better understanding of how your digestive system works, it's so much more empowering. And instead of go going from a place of I have to lose something, I have to lose this weight or change something, it feels so much more empowering to feel like your body is not betraying you, but that you can become your body's ally and you guys can work together. So yes, when it I love your work so much. Thank you. <laughs> all, all of the tapping and the positive affirmations. Thank you so much for, for writing all that you do because it's, it's so spot on. Really, what you believe uh, makes up who you are, and, and you've truly helped uh, change the landscape of that. Thank you, Julie. I appreciate that. And being able to do this emotional work and kind of clear kind of the weight loss craziness that we're surrounded mm -hmm. with and instead begin to connect with my body and, like you said, notice what makes me feel good and what makes me feel bad. But the biggest aha was the way that foods were impacting my mood, how, you know, certain sugars or especially um foods with gluten is what I realized what made the biggest shift in my life, how it was causing me to feel more anxiety and more depression, really, which to me was shocking. And I don't think people often think, oh, I'm having a hard time emotionally. Let me look at my food. Yes. And, and I found it interesting. I found a study to support that. So in my book, Hot Detox Plan, there's 600 scientific studies. And I even give you the live links on my website so you can go look at them yourselves. But one of the most inspiring um, studies I've seen recently is that if you have a diet high in white sugar and flour, which is gluten, you have a 58% greater chance of suffering depression. And wow. people who focus on a high produce diet... Uh, have a 28% less chance of suffering from depression. So you can imagine if you went off of white flour and white sugar and then embraced 7 to 10 veggies a day, whoa, that's like the, the real solution nutritionally for how we can battle back sadness, yes. depression. Well, what's so tricky about it, though, is that it's it's a drug. You have some sugar and you do feel good for a moment before, mm. you know, you really kind of plunge and feel horrible. So what advice do you have around foods that can help us when it comes to that addiction with sugar and, and flour? Yeah, I mean, it, we have to remember it's it's lights up the brain so much uh, that it's actually harder to break an addiction to sugar than it is to cocaine, but not to scare people, just to just to give them uh, a comfort in the fact that um, there's nothing wrong with them. It's not that it's a lack of willpower. It is truly that uh, this is a very powerful, refined substance, but that there's such easy ways to get away from it because we start with direct substitution. I never, ever want people to just try to go on a low-carbohydrate, zero pleasure diet because that really is 
recipe for disaster. We fall off that wagon really quickly and all of the data, I've seen studies from about 75 to 92% of people who go on a deprivation diet will actually gain more weight the second they're off of it. Mm-hmm. So let's drop the diet and embrace the live it. I love the live it, which is the concept of just loving yourself every day enough to give yourself the good stuff and just gently, slowly substituting out the white sugar and flour for the kindest, um, most beautiful, delicious versions of the things that you crave. So let's let's go through some of the classic cravings. Sure. Say you love bread. Well, I have a hot detox bread that is like elven bread from Lord of the Rings. Like you eat a piece and you're like, I am so full. I'm so satiated <laughs> that you can like run the mountain, right? Like it's so easy to feel um, happy when you have Basically, bread is, I say, the delivery device for all the toppings that you want to put on it. So when people (laughs) contact me and they're like, I can't go without bread because I have nothing to put anything else on, I get it. So we want to have this bread, but this bread, of course, just like I know how much you've embraced this this gluten-free lifestyle, we're using uh, quinoa flakes instead of using flour, and that is a lovely seed from Latin America that is so easy to digest and it's a seed versus it's what they call a pseudo grain so it's so much like a seed that it's exceptionally easy on your tummy and uh, if you want to also substitute another type of um, ingredient in there I also give you a version to use buckwheat flakes just in case and just to let people know because it's so confusing. Buckwheat is actually a relative of rhubarb. It's a broadleaf plant. It has nothing to do with grass grains. So it's, there's no uh, gluten in buckwheat. But the only thing is you just got to make sure that your buckwheat hasn't been contaminated in a silo with other grains or in a bulk bin with other grains. Because that's where people who are on strict gluten-free uh, plans to really help their depression they really do have to be careful to buy it from dedicated facilities. But this bread is so delicious, mixed down with lots of seeds, like chia seeds and flax seeds, providing lots of omega-3 so that the brain is fueled with good fat. So there's a really great substitution example. I uh, don't want to over-talk, so I'll give you back the floor, <laughs> but I have like 20 of these. <laughs> well, and if if I could, if we may, do you think you could provide one recipe for us? I yeah. definitely think people should pick up the Hot Detox Plan, your latest book. I have a copy right in front of me, and I was going through it with Lucas, and it it's just it's beautiful. First off, it's a beautiful book, and it just it's like mouth watering to look at these pictures. So okay. I can't I can't wait to do that. But if you could provide a, a recipe for us yes. that we can put on, we'll put on um, the tappingsolution.com forward slash notes so people can get a little taste of the amazing things that you help us cook up. Incredible. So, thank you. Of course, thank you. Well, so one we know is bread that we can't have a substitute for bread. Now, what well, about the person with the sweet tooth? Yeah, I totally get that, right? So let's delve into some of my favorite sweeteners to help you break up with sugar. So uh, with cane sugar, there's a lot of people very specifically sensitive to cane sugar. It's a disaccharide. Sucrose is its, um, is its proper name, and that requires a lot of digestive energy to break it down, to break it apart. So when we move from sucrose to an easier to 
um, absorb sweetener like raw honey, then the digestion's been done for you because the bee has pre-digested the sugars. So when we go to a raw honey, the great benefit is it has tremendous immune uh, qualities to it, immune balancing qualities to it. It's got actually a prebiotic in there. Did you know I have a great study that shows it's antifungal, which rattles a lot of people's nerves. They're like, what? I thought I couldn't have any sweetener on a candida diet. What are you talking yeah. about? But there's, as long as it's raw, it's actually very high in peroxide, which helps to kill negative microbes in your system. So uh, it has to be raw, and raw typically looks creamed. So if it's highly processed honey that's sitting in that plastic um, bee bottle that you often find. Unfortunately, pasteurized and highly cooked honeys, they're not that healthy and be careful to avoid cheap Chinese honey. But when you focus on the lo local, I love that the local honey will have lots of extra pollen and royal jelly and, and propolis in it. And those are the, all the delicious immune balancing qualities to the honey that really provide B vitamins. And if we can speak to B vitamins and brain health for a moment, uh, please really focus on vitamin B for your happiness because we now know folate is one of the big, uh, otherwise known as folic acid, is one of the key players in our, in our happiness. And that is found in all green leafy plants. Foliage, think, think uh, folate, foliage. So anything that's got big, broad leaves, whether it be chard or whether it be arugula or whether it be, gosh, even our romaine lettuce will have this rich folate in it. And that is such a great idea. But in the hot detox plan, a lot of people wince when I say green leafy veggies because they don't uh, find them easy to digest. So I'd love people to uh, consider uh, just warming them up in a smoothie and having them, uh, I actually make my smoothies with warm water in the wintertime so that they're super easy on your system. So back to sweeteners, because I don't want to, uh, I, I can tell how my brain is going. Just give them everything you got. No, I feel happy. No, but, but I, I, will, I will return back to just a couple sweeteners please. that you want to have um, in case you, you don't do well with carbohydrates. So um, another one that's really, really popular is coconut sweetener uh, extracted from the nectar. And coconut nectar is actually the flowers of the coconut tree. Actually, you can tap them and they'll drip syrup just like maple syrup. And it's collected and concentrated. And that delicious um, sap that comes out of that coconut tree is really high in amino acids and B vitamins. So again, that, that important B vitamins for your happiness level. So coconut nectar is one of my uh, new favorite sweeteners. And then I'll get into the uh, carbohydrate-free sweeteners that really work. A lot of people are scared of stevia. Have you noticed that? They're like, ah, no. Yeah, I think people just don't really know much about it. Yeah, so stevia is a sweetener from Peru. It's a, a relative of the daisy family. It's extremely sweet. It's, it's about 200 times sweeter than sugar, but it actually has the amazing qualities of uh, being only two, two little calories per serving. So it's so sweet that it's one of the only non-calorie sweeteners that's completely natural because unfortunately aspartame uh, and other negative um, artificial sweeteners can cause a lot of brain inflammation. We now see them as excitoneurotoxins. So please avoid artificial sweeteners and embrace these 
newer uh, sweeteners that we know, well, they're ancient, uh, that are completely natural. You know, and so, the, the thing that's a bit heartbreaking about this conversation, or at least I find it heartbreaking, is that people are choosing these artificial sweeteners because they see a big zero on them and they think, oh, okay, well, this must be better than sugar. I know. Isn't it terrible? We're really... Uh, our generation was not fed the right information. We were often told uh, that a calorie is a calorie, and it's not the truth. Like now, we have so much good data to support that. Now, when you eat an almond, it turns out you don't absorb all of that almond because of the high fiber and the protein and the fat is slowing down the absorption. And and we now know that an almond is is marked wrong. Like we used to think it was seven calories. We now understand it's five calories. That's, that's big. That means that a calorie is not a calorie. We have to say natural foods really don't make you gain weight nearly this, like you really have a hard time gaining weight when you're on a high produce, plant-based, delicious diet. I will say menu because I don't want to say diet. Yeah, yes, uh, I like that it, menu. <laughs> <laughs> and you want to move away from any of these artificial things that we're, we're told are, are helping us lose weight because time and time again, now we know aspartame actually makes you gain weight by triggering your insulin so you become a carb hunter the second you have an artificial sweetener. Right. Yeah. I, I want to I loop back to what we were talking about, how we both had a very similar experience where we began to notice how food was impacting us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're, there's so many books and so much information about what's good for us and what's not that we often forget that we can begin to experiment ourselves and discover what's working for us and what isn't and how it changes um, depending on, on who you are. If someone's beginning that journey and they want to start noticing what foods are causing um, mood swings or what foods are causing uh, bloating and fatigue – how does that work? You know, with your journey, did you have a did you have a journal? What did that look like? I absolutely had a journal. That was my lifeline. I I truly feel that um, one of the the big tools that really worked for me is I actually would text what I was eating to my sister. So if you could find an accountability partner, it's a really profound thing to do, because not only are you sharing the good days, like, hey, I had half a head of broccoli today. What a great day. <laughs> but you're also getting in contact with someone when you're ready to dive into an entire box of cookies. When you're about to have one of those benders, you're reaching out to someone to say, hey, I really don't want to go here. So please use the journal and you'll start to see themes. You'll start to see Uh, waves, like the day that you went out to the restaurant, the following day, you might be really moody and feel like you have PMS because something in the restaurant really triggered you. So if you go back through the menu and think, oh, right, it was that crazy sugary sauce that they put over my chicken that night. There's probably sugar and flour in that sauce. I'm going to be careful to ask the chef next time, hey, can you hold the sauce and use olive oil and lemon juice instead? Some, right. That simple substitution can make a huge difference because I don't want people to feel that they have to live in a bubble. I want them to feel that they can eat out and enjoy themselves. But I carry um, an actual card that I pass off to the waitress or waiter. They carry it back to the chef and it says right on it, I'm profoundly uh, celiac and I have a total intolerance to cane sugar Please uh, be careful with my meal. 
as I'll be out for three days if, if I have these foods. Well, do they ever make the world's best meal? Like they take it so seriously (laughs) that I end up having the best meal at the restaurant because they make something completely fresh and unique for me. So don't be scared to make those requests and just wave off the bread. Like the second the bread comes to the table, say, Hey, do you mind? Um, you know, I don't even mind paying a dollar or two extra, but could I have some cut up veggies for this lovely dip that you gave me so that I don't have to have that bread? And um, it's really nice if it doesn't arrive to the table because the second they put it down, they have to throw it away. So you'll save them money. And also it doesn't sit there tempting you all night long, right? So good too. Yeah, that's true. And I I think it's important to recognize how horrible we feel. Like really take it in. In the the sense of sometimes we just don't – we're so busy and we just think, oh, this must be normal or we try to ignore our symptoms. When we take a second, like for me with bread, when I was moving away from it, when I really was like, wow, I just feel angry. Like that's what I feel like when I begin to eat gluten. I actually, I feel more of an emotional change than I do of a physical one. Mm-hmm. And I, I, get, I get these mood swings. And when I really recognize, like, wow, I feel horrible. <laughs> like, I don't like anyone on this planet right now because I just ate this and it, it's causing something. I'm having some kind of reaction to it. It made it so much easier in the future to look at something and just go, it's not worth it. Because yeah. I really struggled last time. It's absolutely not worth it. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that you're making that connection. I, I totally agree with you that now I'm I'm so diligent. People ask me why I have such strong willpower. I'm like, no, because I know that's five minutes of pleasure and then three days of pain. It's not worth the trade. Nothing right. is worth that trade. And I can tell you now it's really hard for me to feel um, sadness and depression, even though I came from a place of really beating myself up. I used to have a lot of negative self-talk. So if you're a person who used to whip yourself, say to yourself, you're stupid, you're ugly, whatever negative things come up. Could you imagine for a moment that that's actually food related? That once we take the extremely inflammatory foods out, your brain inflammation will go down and your your positive self-love will go through the roof. Yes. I really, I've seen it with, with my own eyes, but also with my clients. I actually had a, a woman, uh, I'll, I'll call her Katie, who uh, suffered from profound depression and actually was suicidal. And once we got her off flour and sugar, uh, she she actually never had another extreme bout of depression again. So not saying it works for everyone. Of course, we've got major um, trauma to unpack and heal. I'm not saying uh, diet is the only player but it's a massive one and, and let's uh, get to some solutions. Yeah, it, it was why it was really important for me to have a chapter in my own book about it. You know, my mm-hmm. book about weight loss and body confidence was mostly about looking at the emotions and the relationship we have around food and the struggle with our body and our weight that for many of us started when we were 12, 13, 14 years old. Yes. And then it was important for me to have a chapter on food, but focusing more on how food impacts us inflammation and allergies. Mm-hmm. Cuz like yes. you said, it it does impact our emotions, but we can't look at food at, as like okay, what's going to make me lose weight? Let me just pick up this weight loss book. We have to learn how our body works and how foods are impacting our body. And we are unique, so we have to begin to investigate to see what works for us. Yeah, would it be helpful to explain how 
those allergy foods create sadness? Would yes, that be helpful? Please. Okay. Yeah. So in our bowel lining, we have something called tight junctures between our microvilli. And unfortunately, if we have a lot of candida overgrowth, which is a negative yeast, or if we have a ton of antibiotics, or if we have a lot of food allergies, unfortunately, these tight junctures can loosen up. It's called leaky gut. And with the tight junctures loose, food particles that are completely undigested can float into your blood via that, that space in your bowel lining. And that food particle was never meant to end up in your blood. It was supposed to be totally digested in your small intestine. If it ends up there, the food particle attaches to uh, create something called an immune complex. So IgG antibodies or IgE antibodies will attach to the food and create these immune complexes. And that is what can cause major pain in the body, can lodge in your muscles, create fibromyalgia, can launch in the joints, cause arthritis, and can seriously cause neuroinflammation that's in the background of your depression and your anxiety. So there's the direct relationship between if you're allergic to something, it becomes your enemy and that we have to heal the gut lining. And the good news is you don't have to stay off these foods for life. A lot of people will be able to heal the gut lining and get some of those foods back because I don't want you to feel like you're off 10 foods or 15 foods. The only foods that we will have to stay away from lifelong are artificial foods or foods that are so processed they become artificial. Right. White sugar, white flour, uh, you know, French fries, those things that are really denatured and really hard on your body. Right. What's really interesting is how we tend to crave those foods, the foods oh, that yeah. aren't good for us. It's like, I come know. on. <laughs> I know. I love that you brought this up. I call it the death drive, which is a term coined in 1930 by Sigmund Freud. The death drive is this need to do these self-destructive acts. So have you ever been in you remember those the, back in the day when you would binge with me? There mm -hmm. would not with me in the room, but yeah. <laughs> uh, like you know what I mean. Yes. you're at the moment before the binge where you're like standing at the precipice, and you have that like flood of adrenaline as you look forward to that food. What's fascinating is that we're after the adrenaline high. So if we can break that that real link to adrenaline and say there's other ways to get that happiness flowing get that dopamine release, right? Like a yoga class will get you as high as this binge, but there will be brilliant, positive, happy repercussions versus three days of pain. So it's really substituting those, um, those, those rewards so that you can have the dopamine being your, your reward ha your happiness hormone uh, with something more, more long-term happy. Yes, yes, that <laughs> yes. makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about heavy metals for a oh, moment. Okay. <laughs> yes. yes, of course. Uh, and I haven't told you this yet, but uh, Lucas and I, so my husband and I, um, we were both experienced some fatigue. We were both feeling off and we didn't really understand why. And so we actually both got a heavy metals test. And we moved to Connecticut. And for the first two months in Connecticut, we didn't have a water filter. But we live in the woods. So we thought, okay, like we're, you know, we're getting a nice water filter, but we should be fine for now. Well, we have like uranium through the roof. Um, and also we both were tested and have mercury. And so now we're on this, both of us are really trying to get these heavy metals out of our system. 
So I'm so interested in this because if it wasn't for just coincidence, I don't think I would have even connected fatigue with heavy metals and began to investigate this. Can you tell us what heavy metals are and and what are some of the symptoms and why we should investigate this? I really want people to know heavy metals are all those negative metals that are not supposed to be in your diet. But unfortunately, as we mine the earth, we're pulling up these metals that were supposed to stay under the ground. And they're now at the surface. So uranium is a classic example, and I'm so sorry to hear that. Uh, I know uranium is really a, a problem because as they mine it for the nuclear industry, um, a lot of, of the uranium tailings end up in our groundwater. And then we end up, um, another big one is, is cadmium. Cadmium is in a lot of paints and a lot of pottery glazes, so it's very easy to be high in cadmium. Arsenic, obviously, we hear about that. People who even have tried to eat healthy, but maybe they've had some cheap Chinese rice. In China, remember, that's where all of our, our beautiful iPhones and, and all the tech is broken down. So their groundwater is poisoned with tons of metals that shouldn't be there, like lead and uh, certainly mercury. These metals should never be uh, coming into our system, but they're there. And how do you get them out? So I'm going to give you some really great food chelators. So chelation is Latin for to claw. And these claw onto the heavy metals and carry them out of your system. So we really need a high amino acid diet. So it's sad when I hear vegans on very low uh, protein diets that go, hold on a second, we got to get some good quality amino acids back in. So that's why hemp hearts are one of my personal favorites. Hemp seeds are hypoallergenic and rich in really good, um, easy to digest protein. So if you, if you can't find hemp hearts, then certainly reach for, for other good quality vegan protein. Or if you are really more omnivore or paleo, consider collagen powder because collagen has amazing amounts of glycine in it, which really helps to detoxify you. Collagen also helps to reduce joint pain and heal your gut lining too. So I'm a huge fan. So moving from protein, you know, really beef up your cilantro because cilantro is one of the leafy veggies that have the power to cleanse metals from your system, especially aluminum, lead, and mercury. So that's exciting. And then we want to look for food-grade activated charcoal, but unfortunately, there's even charcoal that has... Um, uh, well, that isn't properly made. So just really ask around for good quality food grade activated charcoal. And that's going to pull out serious amounts of heavy metals from your system. But I want people to go easy on the charcoal. One, because charcoal stops diarrhea. So that's great if you have colitis, but not so good if you're a person who's already constipated. So do be careful with charcoal to start with a really, really tiny dose and taper up to what's comfortable for you. Mm-hmm. And then I also want you to have lots of onions and garlic and cruciferous veggies. And cruciferous veggies is your broccoli, your cabbage, your kale, your kohlrabi, your, yeah, you know, that huge brassica family. That's what's covered in the hot detox. Like virtually every recipe has some really good detox ingredient in it. Lots of onions and garlic because they're warming and they contain the sulfur and that sulfur helps to eliminate heavy metals. And then the last but not least, Hawaiian spirulina 
and chlorella are two very popular ways to get rid of heavy metals. They're very high in naturally occurring minerals. But again, be, be weary of Chinese spirulina because unfortunately it's riddled with toxins. We want to focus on Hawaiian and California spirulina because they're wonderful uh, ways of making sure that the quality control is second to none and that it's super, super safe. Do you recommend that everybody gets a heavy metal test? Yes, I do, because I <laughs> might be very much in the background of your unhappiness. Yeah. Um, I know that I had terrible lead and mercury in my 30s. I had too much mercury because I, um, as I weaned off being vegan, I started eating a ton of fish and I ate too much large fish. So I want people to avoid the large fin tunas and the big orange roughies and those swordfish and the massive fish. Stay away from all that. It's unsustainable and it's hard on you. Very high in mercury. And then move to the tiny, tiny little fish, the herring, the anchovies, the sardines. Those are rich in and wonderful essential fatty acids, especially something for depression called EPA, eicosapentaenoic acid, EPA. EPA helps to quench brain inflammation and bring you so much joy. And at uh, one to two teaspoons of a really high quality fish oil brand that's just the sustainable fish like Nutrisy, that's going to give you what you need to really bring about joyful, happy hormones. You know, omega-3 combined with vitamin D turns on your serotonin production. So instead of having serotonin uptake inhibitors that just recycle your serotonin, let's bring in the foods that actually make your new serotonin so that you have what you need. And that makes you have full range of emotions. And I, I, I'm never here to say get off your meds. I never, ever want to confuse um, that. And I, I want you to do whatever works for you. But I do, I'm not saying your meds, but like out there to the listeners, <laughs> I want people to know like, please do not take this as a recommendation to wean off meds. But what I am here to say is that I have seen people embrace a lot of these wonderful practices to the point where they just talk to their, their physician about tapering because they felt that their uh, medications were like wearing a mask where getting into other solutions allowed them to have that full range of emotions. But it's to be done only with a wonderful healthcare provider. Right. Yeah. And if someone wants to get tested for heavy metals, what's the easiest way to do that? Yeah, well, you can do a hair analysis. You can go for blood work, but it may be um, an inaccurate test because your heavy metals have to be in your blood at the time. Um, so a lot of people are also using hair analysis to, to check it. But yeah, um, a combination of the two is really helpful. Um, and I know is this for something my, that most doctors, like if you go to your doctor and say I had like a heavy metal test, would they... No, well, they'll do the about. blood test if you live in an area that, that they're concerned. I went to my regular GP and was able to get a lead test and a mercury test. So for very just that, it's worth going if that's all you can afford. But if you want to go to a naturopathic doctor or a functional medicine doctor who has a greater level of access to testing, then you could go for different uh, forms of testing. Because even... Um, Certain stool tests will show up, uh, heavy metals as well. My mother realized that she had terrible cadmium poisoning being a potter, and that was killing off all of her good flora. So you can imagine she, she had a stool test, and it showed that she had virtually no acidophilus 
living in her in her body, even though she was working so hard to try to regenerate her gut. So once we cleared the 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 cadmium, her uh, real good flora was able to proliferate again. So we really want to address heavy metals. I'm so glad you brought this up. And for any of you who can get to an infrared sauna, remember sweating will remove heavy metals so much faster than through your urine or through your stool. And that's a hot detox. Yoga Flow would do that. I have a great one in my course, uh, which is available at thehotdetox.com. And also just so important for people to focus on any way to sweat, whether it be exercise, um, hydrotherapy, getting into a, a steam bath, lots of eucalyptus is really fun. How can we warm up the body to rid the heavy metals in our sweat? Right. I actually just bought a clear light infrared sauna. And oh. It is, oh, my goodness. It is <laughs> the most amazing thing. I'm going to put a, a link in the show notes. And I also reached out to them because I have loved it so much that I wanted to get my um, my audience a discount. And I had no idea that you were going to bring this up, but it's perfect timing. So I'm going to put the link in the show notes, thetappingsolution.com forward slash notes. Um, but it's, yeah, it's been absolutely amazing to be able to use that. And, and I also want to mention about the tests. So I ordered a hair test and mm-hmm. it was delivered. And then I realized I couldn't do it because I had colored my hair. And so what was great about that was that Lucas was never, like, he wasn't going to get tested. I was kind of doing this on my own. But since I had it, I said, all right, well, you use this. And then I went to a doctor, and they had me take um, a pill for chelation. And then I had to, like, pee in a jar for a day. Mm. (laughs) And then they, they tested my heavy metals. Isn't that wonderful that there's that many ways you can use blood, stool, urine, and hair analysis we can figure this out. Yes, yes. <laughs> There's lots of, lots of way to figure it out for sure. Yeah, so right. I definitely recommend that people get tested because it was really eye-opening for us. Um, so Julie, let's. I want to talk about your new book, The Hot Detox Plan. Yes. And the first thing I want to ask you, why is it so hot? Why is it's, it the hot detox plan? Why is it the hot <laughs> detox plan? Because in traditional Chinese medicine and Ayurveda, which is the yogic tradition of India, They believe that when it's cold outside, it's critically important for you to have warming food. Because when you have frozen food in a frozen environment, you create a cold, damp digestive system. And it dampens your spleen chi and causes long-term issues like irritable bowel syndrome, inflammatory bowel disease. And that's really getting a lot of people down. So that's why I say that this this whole book is is really here to heal your gut with the warming anti-inflammatory foods because it turns out that a lot of the foods that we see as anti-inflammatory are actually energetically warming in traditional Chinese medicine. So I consulted six different Chinese textbooks to pull out all of the good data on what is a warming food. This is energetically warming. Um, and that is, is, is really the the, the old tradition, the ancient wisdom. And then I try to back it up with all the science of what do you really need to detoxify every organ of your body. So I have these gorgeous medical illustrations that are totally unique. They have 
um, the nutrition at the top really showing you what, what nutrients you need to run your detox pathways. And a really great example is the liver. Oh my goodness, it's so detailed because you have six different ways that your liver eliminates toxins. And I, and I teach you what nutrients are needed for each pathway. So if you say I have a hormonal imbalance, well, we certainly want to beef up having lots of vitamin B6 and B6 is found in avocados. And boom, we've got a delicious recipe to back you up with, you know, whether it be super guac or whether it be a smoothie that's warming and delicious. Um, really moving away from the frozen cold banana smoothies because let's face it, most of the U.S. and 100% of Canada lives in a frozen world for up to four or five months a year and yes. we need to support ourselves. Yes. I When I was living in New York, I remember I would eat salads even in the winter because it was just the easiest thing to do. And a friend introduced me to an acupuncturist in Chinatown who didn't speak much English, but heard, you know, amazing things about him. And I went to get acupuncture and he grabbed my hand and he told me, he's like, feel, feel your stomach. And I put my hand on my stomach and he's like, so cold. <laughs> <laughs> right. And he's like, so cold. And, and then he was like, he was like telling me that I have to eat warming foods that like there's no chi or just like there's not good circulation mm. that I just needed to stop with the salads, to bring wow. in that warming food. Wow. It's like we're living parallel lives. That's exactly <laughs> what happened to me. Oh, really? So my traditional Chinese doctor said to me, you have to stop eating cold. I want you to eat only warming foods for two months through the winter and tell me what happens. And my digestion went, like, sure, I'd healed my colitis, my arthritis, my bursitis. I'd written a book. I thought I knew everything there was about anti-inflammatory food. And then, boom, I take it to a totally different level where now I have Olympic digestion. I don't have any bloating or gas or distension because I'm focused on the warming foods and not having anything cold or frozen. And I, I promise you it's worth a try. As my yogi says, don't believe me. Just try it on and suspend your disbelief long enough to give it a true trial. Yes. And then you'll feel fantastic. The other thing we need to recognize is how warm foods make us feel emotionally. Because there's yeah. something so nurturing about just something it. having something warm. I totally agree with you. The, the ginger, the cinnamon, the cumin, the coriander, all these happy, warming, soothing spices that, that aren't too hot. Like, no, there's, there's not one recipe with cayenne pepper in the book because I'm concerned that cayenne is overheating the system. But all the rest of the traditional um, Indian spices and all of the wonderful Western, uh, whether it be garlic or thyme or oregano, they all have this quality to warm and soothe and also dispel inflammation from the body. It's just amazing. So I really hope people, at the very least, start putting warm water in your smoothies, get rid of the frozen banana, use something really fatty like a nice coconut milk or an avocado as a base, and then add in some, some ginger or some turmeric or something to warm it up and you'd be shocked at how tasty it is. It's so tasty. Your your book is so beautiful. I have to mention that the pictures are, are stunning. And for someone like me, I don't feel that confident in the kitchen. And uh, I sometimes find cookbooks a bit intimidating. And yours is not intimidating. Yours is very easy to follow. And Thank you. 
So I just, I want to thank you as someone who doesn't feel that comfortable in the kitchen. Thank you for making it so easy to understand. Yeah. I really learned my lesson on book three. You got to make the super simple recipe and then add the boosters in case people want to try something really exciting and super food new, but they're all optional so that the recipe will turn out with really inexpensive ingredients. Cause I'm sensitive to that too, that people you know, have a budget and we want to make sure that the recipe turns out well for you. And I think we should also post something really delicious like the tiger spice smoothie just to give people an idea of how to make a warm smoothie. Does that sound good? We would love that. Yes. Okay, Thank you cool. so much. So awesome. uh, Julie, where can people... Oh, actually, before I was going to kind of wrap up, but I forgot. Sometimes I forget. I have these questions I like to ask people in the end. Great. Um, so my... My uh, One of my questions is, what is something that when it was happening, it seemed horrible, but it ended up becoming a big blessing? The uh, best thing I think that could have happened that was, was really horrible was uh, nearly dying of food poisoning. It was, it was a real uh, confrontive thing because I think I was just kind of coasting along. And the big thing, I know you understand this one, is health challenges really make you so conscious of how lucky you are to have your vitality mm -hmm. that when you get it back, you guard it with your life. Yes. So please believe me that um, on the other side of your challenge is blessing. Yes. Beautiful. And uh, I feel like this question is an insight into people's personalities. Not to put too much pressure on you, but <laughs> Julie, <laughs> if you could be any animal, what would you be and why? Oh, I'd be a dolphin for sure. They have sex 140 times a day, <laughs> swim around in the ocean, and they, they get to smile all the time, and they hang out in huge pods of friends, and I they eat a lot of great fish that's oh. anti-inflammatory. <laughs> I love that you did not hesitate. I think you answered that question faster than anyone has ever answered <laughs> that question on this show. Without a doubt, dolphin. I love yeah. it. Diverse, so I guess it's just a given. I want to be, <laughs> be in the ocean all the time. Oh, thank That's you so fantastic. much. This has been the most fun interview. Of course, it's the happiness interview. So yes. I'm going to have like, the best time ever. You're such a wonderful interview. You hold the space for all of us to shine. So I want to thank you for the generous gift. You're so sweet. Thank you, Julie. And if people want to stay connected with you and to pick up your latest book, The Hot Detox Plan, how do they do that? Well, my website to get all the free book bonuses, because there's $160 worth of free book bonuses, go to thehotdetox.com in America and Hot Detox in Canada. So hotdetox.com. It's so easy to download all those free book bonuses. And then you get an opportunity to stay in touch with me. And I also want to say my, my name, you know, Julie Daniluk, last name D-A-N-I-L-U-K, is both on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I love posting everything I'm up to and do live streams every Wednesday night. So I can't wait to connect with you there. Wonderful. I'll put all that information in the show notes as well. Julie, once again, thank you so much. Thank you, Jessica. You're the best.